You're like, let's just transcend to the aliens right now. By, I think that all happened at like 8.30, 9 o'clock. By 10 o'clock, I was completely uh, fused with my couch cushion. I was not moving. I didn't even get up to go to bed. I slept on the fucking couch. I was like, fuck it. Just bring me a blanket. I'm going to bed right here. Oh, my. That was the... What does sour water mean? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think sour water means? I said, if it doesn't mean poop, I don't want to know what it means. It is uh, a type of poop. That is for sure. Okay. Don't know why it's sour. You got that watery poops? It's it's like, you know, okay, so you know how when you eat enough sour candy, the kind of like roof of your mouth just feels raw? Oh, I don't like this. (laughs) I don't like where this is. I get it. I'm feeling the same thing right now. I don't like this. Sour water is basically when you've fucking had runny, watery diarrhea poops all day to the point where your butthole feels raw. Yeah. Rub some aquaphor on your asshole. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a uh, look. Aquaphor is the uh, the the lotion, right? Yeah. Okay. It's the stuff that I put on my arm after I get a tattoo. <laughs> it does work because I do I do that shit every day. It fucking works. You put it on your butthole every day. I do my asshole on my gooch every day. I get home from work because that bitch is raw as a fucking Wait, motherfucker. Why is your butthole to. raw? I... Because I sweat a lot. My like my I sweat very like an unusual amount for a person, and so it kind of just gets all caked up down there. Oh, my. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> How are we doing tonight? Today? Nope. Nope. Don't like that. Didn't like that one. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, uh, I uh, didn't want to. I didn't want to do my my typical screamy boy stuff because, uh, well, uh, as um, we all know, uh, I am dead on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, Dylan was informing me that he had a uh, headache, so I wanted oh. to, I wanted to forego the the screamy boy shit. Thank you. Mm. Um, it do be hurting. Yeah, to be hurt. Man, headaches are the fucking worst, right? Yeah. I had one the other oh. day that just like, if it started around like two, and it was just like a dull kind of throb, and by the end of the day, it was just like. I am done. I am done with this shit. Yeah, I hate that shit. But, yeah. So, we wanted to not do that. um, Thanks, Dad. So that Dylan didn't die. But, that said, welcome, everyone. 
who is listening until they're not anymore. Um, <laughs> you are listening to uh, Hunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of Culture Pop. That is correct. We have a show. It is for you. And today. it is happening today. So, that's a thing. It's definitely for somebody. Yep. <laughs> definitely for someone. Oh, boy. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, we're, we're going to have a, a really solid topic of this show. Uh, we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about some things that uh, probably are going to make a lot of people mad. Uh, or things that have already made people mad. <clears throat> um, so, you know, that's uh, that's that's a thing, for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then we're also going to be talking about, uh, you know, movies and, and TV and video games and, you know, all the stuff we usually talk about. Oh, boy, I have a cat oh, right out. cat is yeah. just going to town. <laughs> Nash, shut Damn. the hell up. And he shut up. No, you good, good, good boy. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop man, Josh McMullen. And I am joined by my two co-hosts, or, well, as almost always, by my two co-hosts, Dylan Paul Abdul Martin and Austin Kareem Abdul Stevens. I don't know what that means. It's okay. Nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. Yeah. I I, I mean, I know who those people are. I just don't quite understand the correlation between the two of them. That means I'm the singer and he's the ball player. Oh. Okay. Mm. Okay. Fa-la-la. Yep. Nailed that one. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. How are you superstars doing? Doing great. Good. Good to hear. Austin, how are you doing? Except for the headache, right? No, the headache, that's just life. You know, every day, different headache. True. Sometimes it's in the front, sometimes it's in the back. Is it ever a party in the front and uh, business in the back? Uh, Party in the back, but business in the back. Is that the mullet? Uh, yeah, business in the front, party in the back. Yeah, that's a go. that's a moment. That's what I was but, looking for. But the one with the with the party in the front and the business in the back, I don't know what that is. Jeff, I need to get my mullet redone. I regret what? growing that shit out. My mullet, bro. I should get that shit. No, redone. you shouldn't. I regret growing that shit out. Hey, hey, fuck you. All right. Well, that uh, <laughs> that was a. a series of sentences said by people uh <laughs> it was jesus oh man um yeah cool well i'm glad that you guys are doing well i think <laughs> that, i think that that's what was established that's what we said i think that's what was established there that's what okay? you want to go with i think fine. i think that that's what was established so okay yeah 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 Oh boy. Well, um, did you guys do anything interesting since the last time we were, uh, you know, 
I don't remember a lot of it since the last time we recorded, if I'm being honest. That's not good. No, it's not. It's very concerning. Uh, uh, but no, I don't know. I feel like, so Saturday was a really bad day. Uh, I feel like I watched a lot. Like, I know I know I finished something. I just don't remember what it was. Mm. And I don't remember anything of fucking about it. I don't know. Maybe I'll remember. Maybe I'll get that in next week. Okay. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Okay. Yeah. Well, I had planned on doing more, but it just... It ended up being a situation where... Dude, work is kicking my ass right now. Have you... Like, I mean... You've obviously seen things pick up because it's retail season. Or it's mm. uh, holiday season in retail. But, like... Has it just been abnormally busy for you, Dylan? Yeah. I mean, miserably so. Miserably so. Like, I have no time to think for myself when I am at work. It just seems like it's one thing after the other. Yeah, it's, it's fucking weird, man. I don't know. Like, and I'm not necessarily going through the same thing that you're going through because we work in very very different fields but it just seems like so last year I had a problem where I was trying to get uh, people to um, trying to get people to get back to me on on things so I could like get them upgraded and and, like it was a, a whole whole thing um, and it just, it seemed like nobody wanted to, to answer me and nobody wanted to, um, get back to me on certain things. And then this year it seems like everybody wants to, and it's like, I don't have enough time to fit everybody in. I don't know that I'm going to be able to get in everything that I need to get in, um, by the end of the year. Because I'm so booked up with other things. Yeah. It's just wild because I I genuinely would not have thought that uh, otherwise, you know, going into this year. But it's been a busy one. It has been a busy one for sure. Um, Yeah. Well, uh, that said, I did get a chance to. Get out and see a little movie called Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Oh, so. Um, <clears throat> the size not good. No, 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 no. The, sorry. that I should not sigh like that. I just, I sigh like that because I, I'm trying to gather my thoughts as best as possible. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like every time I do one of these, I'm so fucking scattershot with things that I just... Um, I don't know. I'm an idiot. Uh, anyway, so um, I saw Black Panther, uh, and uh, I feel like I need to maybe um give my sort of thoughts on the first Black Panther first to kind of contextualize um where I feel like this one differs. Uh, 
I am not the biggest fan of that first movie. Um, I think that Killmonger uh, kind of... Um, he, I think that he kind of um, carries the movie. And I think that... Um, because of that, I think that... A lot of the stuff that goes down with like T'Challa and really just kind of the, the plot in general um, ends up being a little... Um, generic and 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 formulaic. Maybe not. Maybe generic is not the best word. Um, but formulaic for sure. I, I I think there's a lot of stuff that feels kind of like every other um, uh, Marvel movie, and it just ends up being a not entirely great ride the way that I think that a lot of people uh, thought that it was. Now, to be fair, I think that there are some things in there <clears throat> where I am not necessarily going to understand because I don't have the experiences to be able to speak on those types of things. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not the best person to kind of comment on that uh but from like a writing perspective uh i think that it's totally fine um i don't hate it it's kind of middle of the road for me uh, i do think that it looks really nice <clears throat> um but uh as a as a sort of general rule um i don't think that it is like this end all be all for the mcu mm -hmm. um now with that said, I like this one so much more than the first one and so much more than almost every single one of the the Phase 4 movies that have uh, come out. Um, the, when did Phase 4 start? Like 2018, I guess? 2019. After... Uh, what what was that? 2019. 2019, okay, yeah. Yeah, because technically Far From Home is the last Phase 3 movie. Oh, I, interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever the fuck was after Far From Home, is the which I think was... Fuck, wasn't Black Widow the first thing to come out after Far From Home? Uh, maybe. Um, not t so, so to be fair, I haven't seen... Uh, a decent chunk of the Phase 4 movies. You don't have to. Yeah, I just... I, If I'm being completely honest with you, I kind of think that they, for the for the most part, are all very uh, generic, probably, um, based mm -hmm. purely on what I have seen from trailers and, and the like, uh, because I... I did not want to see any of these. And I, I can't tell if it was because of they're actually bad or, you know... I, I, don't, I don't really know what the deal was. Um, but that said, uh, I think that this one has them all beat. And I think that it has them all beat because 
of the ones that I have seen, um, this actually feels like a movie. Um, and not just some sort of like CGI mess that was like thrown together to kind of like appease the comic book nerds. Like I, I like Taika Waititi. Um, I like Sam Raimi and to an extent I like, uh, Multiverse of Madness and Love and Thunder. Um, but like my my like of them is so not how I would like describe other movies in the the franchise. Like I I would never be like uh yeah, I just like the Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? Like I I love the Winter Soldier. I think that it's fucking fantastic um and anyway to to get to what i'm 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 trying to say black panther feels like a movie that someone actually made it doesn't feel like it's a um just mess of a movie that was made purely for the intent with the intentions of um getting people in the, in the seats for like, um, money making purposes. It actually feels like a movie that someone sat down and put time and care and energy into. And I really appreciated that they have actual like set design and costume design and like just production design. The movie is like, it looks beautiful. Like there's so many great shots and, and pieces of cinematography in this that I was kind of like, well, shit, man, where was this in the first one? And, and don't get me wrong. The first one is good too, but like I was almost like blown away by how, how great, it looked. I was not expecting it to look as incredible as it as it ended up, you know, looking. Um, I really feel like the story um, is incredibly well done, considering everything that went into it. Um, you know, with Chad Chadwick Boseman passing, uh, I, I think that they. They made a movie that not only did him justice, but also, um, like, did Black Panther justice, I think. It ends up being a movie that is very much about grief and what it means to sort of, like, have to handle that, uh... And it, it deals with a bunch of um, it deals with a bunch of very explicit themes in in like um, how do I want to put this? Basically, how colonialism and uh, imperialism end up ruining 
ruining the lives of people of color. Um, and it is, I mean, harrowing to, to be, to, to say the least. Um, it's, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed pretty much every part of this movie. Uh, and I think that it does an effective, uh, send off for T'Challa, um, as a character, I think that it does a lot for, um, I think that it does a lot for the MCU in terms of like allowing voices that aren't necessarily normally heard to be heard and to have their voices, you know, kind of put out there into the ether. Um, and I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I think it's better than the first Black Panther. And I, I think that um, it's better than it has any right to be, uh, if I'm being honest. Um, it's good stuff. Uh, yes, very good stuff. And I was saying, oh, yeah. I was saying in the Discord the other day, but I feel like... Do you, did you feel like at any point through the movie it's like, man, I really wish I would have gone to watch XYZ before watching this one? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I don't think that it necessarily ties in with anything else in any real meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I read this movie was very separate from a lot of the things that's been going on around it. Yeah, I... I think it could have some implications in the future, but for the stuff that has kind of happened around it, I I don't think that it, it necessarily, um, I mean, that's good at least. Yeah. Cause I mean, I feel like God, just within the MCU, there's so much to watch and to keep tabs on. Like, and it's so much crossover happening. It's like, man, I feel like if I miss one thing, then I... Uh, it's just like an overwhelming amount of stuff to catch back up on. I don't know. Like, I've not seen Shang-Chi. I've not seen She-Hulk. I've not seen the What If series. I've not seen this now. Love and Thunder. Like, it's just so much. And to be honest, man, it's like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the MCU at this point. I feel like... My caring closed the door with uh, Endgame, right? Um, Endgame, like Far From Home was good. But after after Endgame, it's just like, okay, now I feel like I'm okay with not keeping up with it as much as I used to, I guess. Um, like, I feel like that was a good final chapter for me. And of course, I'll keep up with Spider-Man. But it's like, god damn, it's just so much now. It's like Star Wars, dude. It's like with how much stuff Star Wars has going on, and I hear Andor is great, so that's good. But it's like I couldn't finish Obi Wan. Then there's Andor to catch up on, uh, Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian season, whatever the fuck they're on. It's just so much. I don't have all that time. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I sure. it I think that this one gets uh, an extra big pass for me because of the fact that it 
f- feels different. Feels like it's a standalone almost. Yeah, yeah, and it's not just mired in. I I really don't think that it's has that it's like mediocre the way that I have felt every fucking MCU movie that yeah. has has been out this year has felt like I I feel like everything that I have seen that um has come out this year has been aggressively meh yeah and this didn't it this wasn't like that that makes me feel bad. I did thoroughly enjoy the first Black Panther. Um, I guess the whole thing between, you know, Chadwick and Michael B. Jordan's characters, like, I, I, I liked that a lot. Like you said, Killmonger was the saving grace. I loved him. But, um, yeah, I mean, it makes me happy because I was excited about Namor being in it. Like, I wanted to kind of see that story flesh out. Um, makes me a little more... I guess excited for the possibility of this movie to know that it kind of steps away from all of that. Like, I what did we what what was it? The Multiverse of Madness came out this year. That was one of them. Was there another one? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was oh it was Love the, and Thunder, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the one I didn't see. So I don't know. I mean, is it on Disney Plus yet? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, it'll no. probably be on there. It just came out, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It just, it just. Came Everything out. blurs together now. Like it feels like it could have been a, a, it could have been out for a day, or it could have been out for two months already. Like I genuinely don't know anymore. Yeah, it'll be on Disney Plus in uh, January. Oh, it's not bad. That'll be about the time where I actually have time to sit down and watch it. Pretty much every Marvel, mo- every Marvel movie now is on DVD or able to stream within two months of theater release. Dad, what's a DVD? Uh, that's a glorious, glorious invention that uh, has gone to the wayside because people are fucking lazy. Because nobody fucking cares anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, and you brought up Namor. I mean, I my review there is very, like... I... I don't want to say mediocre because that. Oh shit! It's not, it's not mediocre. I I meant to say like I just I didn't touch on a lot of the stuff that I wanted to touch on. It's like sure. I like Namor fucking steals the show. He's the best villain since Thanos for me. He, oh hell he, yeah! He's maybe the best villain since Killmonger. And hell, he might wow. even be just as good as Killmonger, in my opinion. Like, I really fucking loved his story in particular. And the movie is built very similarly to, like, Endgame and and Black Panther to me, in that, like, they're both... Um, movies about the villains and not about the, the heroes... If that makes sense, yeah. Um, they're like the movie here. I really do feel like is it's about Namor, um, and uh, yeah. I not only that, but like there's a lot of like very good acting in this. Like there's a lot of like stuff with uh uh what's her name uh Ramunda. 
Queen Ramunda. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I, they were saying in the Discord that I think that uh, that they thought that Shuri was kind of like a meh um, protagonist. And I, I kind of agree to an extent. But as a person who's kind of processing grief, I think that she did a, a good job, um, at least on the acting front. Whether or not the character is anything to write home about, like... Yeah, okay, I can I, I can understand your point. I see what you're saying. Um, but, uh, yeah, I... I mean, spoilers, I guess, a little. Is she, for sure, the Black Panther now? Like, is it... I, I don't know, genuinely. Uh, so, yeah, I guess spoiler uh, alert for anybody who wants to go see Black Panther. Um, it's... Uh, Shuri is the, is the new Black Panther. Um, they introduce um, uh, what, uh, what's it? Uh, God. Ironheart. Ironheart. Yeah, they introduce yeah. Ironheart in this. Um, so there is that. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's it's really Namor's show, and he absolutely fucking for me in particular, steals that show. Like, he's just Mm -hmm. excellent. I don't know. Did they... Like, does the movie kind of leave off for Shuri to continue? Because, like, I... I'm not going to say anything and spoil it. I I know about, like, the post-credit scenes and stuff. So, like, did they... I I don't know how to ask what I'm asking. Uh... Do you think it's going to be Shuri, or do you think it's going to be that post-credit scene? I think that they are going to probably. I think that it is. There's a strong chance that it's going to end up being, at the very least, for the next movie, Shuri, uh, because mm-hmm. the thing that they set up in that other. Uh, or okay, the, just in, say it because I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking panic if I don't know what's happening. Who is it? <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it's T'Challa's son. Um, so they're, yeah, they, they set up the ability to have someone from T'Challa, like to basically to quote unquote recast him because his name is T'Challa, Prince T'Challa, as opposed to King T'Challa. Um, yeah. Which, but in a way that feels a little bit more respectful. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't think that you necessarily needed to do that. I think that you probably could uh, continue with Shuri. Um, it's okay, I think, because the thing for me is like there is that legacy of what Chadwick Boseman was doing that. Um, with the character that makes it like I understand why you would not want to recast mm. so if that it, if that makes sense yeah for sure but I don't know um, I, I I genuinely don't know what they what they could do when they when they move on from here because I, I do think that it is really intrinsically tied to the character of T'Challa. Like, this movie is about him in a way that, like, 
it's about him, but it's not about him. Mm-hmm. And um, I wonder what you could do moving forward without telling, like, repeating stories. Yeah. Uh, because I, I I don't think that you can retell this, you know, story of grief and trauma and, uh, like what they've already done. I don't I don't know that you can necessarily retell retell that. Um. But I mean, maybe may, I mean maybe you can. Uh, I wouldn't personally want to do that if I were a filmmaker. I wouldn't want to repeat myself. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, I guess they can do whatever they want. I don't know. I don't know. I liked it though. Uh, it was good stuff. Um, hell yeah. I'm excited to go see it eventually. Yep. I'm sure it'll be in, uh. I'm excited for it to come on Disney Plus. That's probably more accurate. I'm sure it'll be in theaters for a while. So if you, if you Mm -hmm. have any desire to go see it in theaters. I'm sure you'll be able to. I don't know. Maybe I'll try to go next week. That sounds like a fun thing to do. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, uh, since you guys didn't do anything, I guess it's probably uh, best that we uh, get to our um, main topic. So the Game Awards, uh, as they are want to do, released their... Um, nominees for this year's uh, show. And when when was this? This was like two days ago, right? This was Monday. Yeah, okay. Um, So yeah, they did that. And uh, have you guys voted? I've I've voted. So... I was going to do it while we recorded. Okay. Well, um... Yeah, so they they put out the nominees, and we're going to do a couple different things with regards to Game of the Year. We're going to kind of talk about some of the nominees for things because I'm I'm sure that we have some thoughts, Austin. That that Game of the oh, Year. Oh, I do. <laughs> oh, I do. Uh, and then I think we're also going to uh, do talk about the esports stuff, right? Yes, we're definitely talking yeah, about we're esports. Get real deep into that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, if you want, I, we're going to try to do some predictions as well, right? Okay. So, um, sure. let's start with the big one. What did you guys think of the the game of the year uh, nominees themselves? Because all of them deserve it, but one. Ah, <laughs> uh, so we. Just for the sake of of clarity, in case you have not um, seen the nominees, the Game of the Year nominees were A Plague Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, Austin, why do you hate uh, weeb games? So... (laughs) (laughs) The, the biggest issue I have with Xenoblade 3 being nominated for Game of the Year is, like, I feel like it only really got nominated because, I mean, aside from what, I think, Bayonetta 3, w- what else AAA has Nintendo released so far this year? Legends Arceus! 
Yeah, but that shouldn't be nominated either. <laughs> no, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't suck, but like it, it's the same thing as Xenoblade Chronicles 3. This game did nothing new for its genre. It did nothing new for the franchise. It like everything the franchise had previously established, it did worse. It did significantly worse. <laughs> like for 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 a game, I don't I don't give a fuck that it came out on the Switch because there are so many other games that have proven the Switch can run and still look good. And for a AAA Nintendo game to look as fucking bad as Xenoblade Chronicles Three does, it's it uh, it's embarrassing. It, there, there's no fucking reason why that game should have looked as shitty as it did. Um, maybe there's a really good, touching, fucking heartwarming story there that I just didn't play f- uh, far enough into it. But I shouldn't have to play more than eight or ten hours of a game before that shit decides to get good. Um, and and the characters were like, like like I can play a shitty JRPG and be fine as long as yeah, there's something Pokemon that attracts me to the kick. Yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> as long as there's something, especially with the main group of characters that I'm going to be spending 90% of my time with, as long as there's something redeeming, I'm good. I can get through the game. The, it, it doesn't even have that. All of these characters are badly fucking written. They're, like, uh, if, if I was in this world and would have to be around the six of them for an extended period of time, I would want to kill myself. These are some of the most boring fucking characters in a JRPG, and I just, I don't know. It's not for me. I'm sure it's for somebody. I don't know fucking who, but it definitely did not deserve to be here. Hmm. What would you What would you have put in its place? That's a good question. Um, Lego know, Star Wars. Yeah, sure, sure, that one. Um, I mean, personally, I would put Digimon Survive here because, I, I mean, it's the best game that I played this year. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. I don't think that that would even make it that far into any of these fucking categories. Uh, but, uh, well, then again, I don't know. Legends Arce- Arceus did get nominated for Best Role-Playing Game, so there's that. Yeah, I was... If I'm going to be honest with you, I was confused by that. I don't know how that managed to get the... I don't know. I just think it's pretty stupid to have put that in the same category as Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that was pretty dumb. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, I think that with Game of the Year, it's a great roster, but some of these titles are going to get beaten to shit by the obvious powerhouse of God of War Ragnarok. Like, of yeah, the well. of the six that they chose, of course, my pick is Elden Ring. For so far, what game has been so critical in my year that kind of it kind of shook up the playing field a little bit? I will say that Stray is a very close title in that regard. But anything going up against God of War Ragnarok this year is going to be. Um, you don't think Elden Ring has a fighting chance? I think it has a fighting chance. I don't think it will win. Doesn't Elden Ring have better review scores across the board than God of War? Hopefully, I don't know. I'm ninety. I think I saw something about that today. But every, I mean, even Horizon Forbidden West being on this roster, it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not going as far as it could. I mean, Josh, you have started to play a Plague Tale. How how far up there is that for you? Um, I. I really can't say because I just have not put what I feel is enough time into it yet. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that visually, it is. I, I visually, I don't know what fucking goddamn magic these wizards are are able to pull off but like the game looks stunning like it is really really pretty um and uh i'm very uh i want to i want to have more thoughts before I can say that I'm going to pass judgment. What I can say is that I think that it is a... uh, I I think that it probably deserves some sort of recognition in the category of Game of the Year. Whether or not it would actually be a contender and whether or not it would actually win is is something else entirely. Um, Yeah. I... I, my big thing, if I am just being totally and completely honest here, my big thing is I was not a gigantic fan of the, uh, um, the first God of War from 2018. I think that it is totally and completely fine, but I don't think that it is the second coming of Christ like everyone else does. And I've heard that Ragnarok is is better, but like to me it is very clear that the easily going to run away with the title is um Elden Ring. For for me. And maybe I am just wishful thinking here but like I genuinely don't understand what it is that other people are seeing in Horizon Uh, I kind of think that that game is not very good at all Um, I don't know I think Elden Ring out of the six had some of the most Mm. critical reception not not even amongst fans but amongst the gaming community i think it shook up the playing field this year and for that regard i can absolutely seeing it taking pole position over god of war ragnarok i just think that though that the hype that came with ragnarok was insane um which i'm with you like i can't even finish 2018's god of war because i I'm interested in it, but I'm not interested. I, it doesn't have its clutches in me, I guess. Um, made it a substantial way through, but I just can't bring myself to do it. <clears throat> um, and I don't know if it's because I'm fatigued on the genre necessarily, but um, Elden Ring, man, it did some great things this year. And Stray... Uh, Above, I mean, I truly between the six, I've only played. I've watched Sabrina play a substantial amount of Forbidden West, um, but I've only played Stray and Elden Ring, and those are the two. I mean, Stray is really it's on the heels of Elden Ring, man. It was a. It, it might not be like an in-depth, you know, thirty-plus hour game, but what it gave me was a story that I, 
I it's just incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I don't know that I would put it t- neck and neck with Elden Ring of of the of the um, of the ones that are sitting there. But like, again, I haven't played enough Plague Tale. Uh, I'm not going to play Xenoblade. I'm not playing a fucking eight thousand hour game. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably not getting to God of War this year, but like Stray would be my second choice easily of the ones yeah. nominated. I, I just, yeah. I don't know. Sure. So we're all in agreement then like Elden Ring primary choice and then Stray as a backup for at least out of the for nominees. Sure, yeah. 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 Of, of every, of, of, of the ones that were nominated, I think that that would be how I would go. I would probably put like if if it were like you have to do a ranked order, um, I'd probably go Elden Ring, Stray, Plague Tale. I don't know. I guess Horizon, God of War, Xenoblade. Yeah. I mean, but that that's. I can't say that because I haven't played them, but I I can say I. I am just... It annoys the piss out of me how much people fucking love that God of War game from 2018. <laughs> and and really the series in general. It And the reason that it annoys me is because, yeah, tw- I do think 2018 was a good game. I don't think it was the greatest game ever fucking made like some people goddamn do. Some people are willing to suck that game's cock. For so long, with no reward, I don't understand it. Yeah. Do you guys know Elden Ring is still the highest game sold this year? I believe it. Yep. God God of War, or not God of War, uh, Call of Duty will probably end up outselling it by the end of the year, but... I mean, Call of Duty's at two already, so... Yeah. Yeah. Which is fucking goddamn insane, dude. Yeah, it's been a week. So crazy. If that was game of the year, are we just moving on to like best game direction or are we going to skip around the board? Uh, well, I figured what we would do is um, we would probably, yeah, I think go through by category. And then if there's anything interesting to talk about, um, we could. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. At best game direction. Uh a lot of people are a lot of the same ones here. Uh, but Immortality got a nod. It was Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. Um, I am a little bit baffled, to be honest with you, that Immortality got as many nods as it did in the categories that it did for it to not get a Game of the Year no- nomination. That really seemed fucking weird and strange to me. Uh, but I guess I'm not paid to, you know, fucking... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sit on these boards and, and pontificate on what's game of the year and what's not. Uh, but I will say it was the one that got my vote. Uh, it's not that I think that Elden Ring is bad. Uh, I, I should say that. I I don't think the Elden Ring is bad uh, in terms of its direction. But what I would say is that I think that in terms of 
newness and 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 getting something that isn't maybe what we would think of as a traditional game uh like out there for for the public to kind of like go over and consume uh i i think immortality is is one of the most interesting games that i've played this year by a mile and I would like to see more games try to do what it was doing in terms of like it's uh, interesting mechanics and and how you would even kind of like call it a game to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So it, it's the one that got my vote. I would not be upset with people for voting Elden Ring on this one. Um, I think that's where my vote would yeah. be. Yeah. Or, or even Stray again. Yeah. I, so... That was me. It obviously came down between Elden Ring and Stray, um, and I got I got to tell you, it, it my vote went to Stray because Elden Ring is what I've been playing for the past four five years now. It's Dark Souls in an open world format, yeah, which is exactly. beautiful. And I'm not I'm not disc- like taking anything away from the game. What it did was incredible, and I loved it. But that being said. Stray gave me something that Elden Ring didn't, and it was an emotional attachment to the story that I was going into it with. Um, I really liked the overall design and the aesthetic of the game. Um, I think it, I, I think it was fucking wonderful, man. And I really hate myself for not playing Immortality because I saw it earlier in the year, and I was like, that doesn't seem like it's for me. But here it sits with the fucking powerhouses that are Elden Ring, Ragnarok, and Forbidden West. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. If I'm being honest with you, I don't see um, immortality being one of those games that I would be like, Dylan, you should you should play this. Um, yeah, I. It did not look like it was for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. In 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 kind of the same way that I don't want to play Digimon Survive because I don't want to sit through a visual novel. This one was kind of, and I know it's not the same thing, but it's like it. I need something that that's interactive, like not interactive. That was stupid. I need something that's that has a lot going on that can grip me. Like I need the Elden Rings or the Neon Whites or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. In terms of mechanics, I, I think that uh, Immortality would be what you would say. Uh, I, I guess you would say it's lacking. Uh, because right. it is not a very like in depth and like it's not mechanically rich. It, it doesn't have a lot going on. It, it's like three or four button presses and and kind of like organizing um, organizing video files to try to like kind of figure out a mystery story. Um, yeah, but. For me, it was one of those like, oh, holy shit, this is this is an interesting way to construct a game. This is an interesting uh, story that's being told and, and things like that. Um, I wish you motherfuckers would play it. I, I loved it, but I understand why you wouldn't. Yeah, it's not it's not necessarily my forte, but I'm curious to see how well it does here at the Game Awards. Yeah, same. Because it's not I, the only category that it's in. Yeah, and that's that's what's baffling to me. I don't I don't understand how it's it's nominated for 
these other categories that would presumably put it where it needs to be for game of the year and then it's not nominated for game of the year but they threw xenoblade in there it's crazy yeah so Mm -hmm. um yeah so i guess the the next one is the outstanding storytelling or uh best Best narrative narrative. okay i was reading the the subheading because i'm an idiot um, it sucks for this one because it's like again I, I of the of the five there I only played the one which was Elden Ring and it's like that's the one that of course got my vote but when it comes to Elden Ring's narrative it's kind of the it's Dark Souls dude you find your own narrative you know what I mean like yeah. you have your over you have your story that you're kind of following like you get a little bit of here and there from the bosses that you're fighting you know, oh, Radigan bad, Elden Beast bad, you know, <laughs> but um, it, it doesn't have just this in-your-face story like the other games do, so it kind of felt weird voting for that. Um, the story is very much there, you just, it's kind of the game that you have to find it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We- weirdly enough, I was very torn between Elden Ring and Immortality for this one. Um, yeah. I really don't know why Stray wasn't nominated. I know. That's another baffling decision to me. Like, that's another one where it's like, okay, you've got it nominated for a bunch of, like, like, awards that it should be nominated for, including Game of the Year, but probably its most standout element, it's not nominated? Like That's my issue, man. It's like, I can't speak for Ragnarok, Forbidden West, Requiem. Um, or of course immortality, but it's like if it came down to me putting straight in above Elden Ring, I probably would have done that. Oh, like damn. if I could have substituted a choice out, because I don't feel like it's fair for me to say, oh, Forbidden West shouldn't be here when I didn't play it. But if if I had to sacrifice Elden Ring to put straight into this category, I would. Okay, yeah, I can I can see that. It the st- by the end of Stray's journey. I was a I was an mess. emotional wreck, yes. Yeah. Same. Truly. I mean, I loved what Elden Ring delivered, but what Stray gave me was a feeling that I haven't had in a very long time. And to the point where while sitting alongside Sabrina playing it, she looked at me and she was like, No. <laughs> like she was like by the end of it, like we were both just horribly distraught but it was a fantastic game man like i would have i wish it would have been in this as a even a sixth title i don't know um it just it definitely deserves to be here yeah i i'm in full agreement on that i personally would have probably taken off horizon the the problem with horizon for me is that horizon is hitting all of the same exact story beats from that first game. At least to me it was. And if you're going to say something's like an outstanding narrative, maybe it shouldn't be the exact same as like, you know, the game that preceded it. Like maybe it should ha- have something new to say or or tell uh, a new story or a, a, a compelling story at least that I haven't seen before. Uh, and I just don't think that it does that. I know I'm in the minority on that, but I don't know. I think that it doesn't deserve to be here. But uh, one thing I, I would, did want to say before we move on is 
I was torn between Elden Ring and Immortality, and I think it's... I, I ended up going for Immortality because I think that the themes about art and, like, the way that we uh, treat, um, like women in art and also like the kind of like disposability that we have concocted around uh artistic merits like i i think that a lot of people kind of just like consume media uh or uh, like we call it content now we don't even call it art anymore you know what i mean and yeah. i th- i think that immortality has a lot to say like it has a lot to say but I did. I, I I get your point about like Elden Ring just being Dark Souls again. I understand what you're saying with that, and I I agree to an extent in the execution. I think that it is uh, a little more. Um, it's much more user friendly this time around. Yes, yes. I like the one thing about the Dark Souls games has always been it's lore-driven and you have to read a bunch of menus and stuff like this, uh, a, a bunch of stuff like that. But I kind of think that, like, in this game in particular, I think that there's a bunch of stuff where you don't uh, actually have to... Um, I don't think that you necessarily actually have to find your own story in Elden Ring. I think that there's enough of a narrative through line in this to where it's not like Dark Souls where you have to kind of concoct your own thing. I think that there's enough to grasp onto here for... I agree with that. For you to be able to be like, I played Elden Ring and this is the story and a lot of other people have the same experience. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Um, I did... So, Austin, of course, I'm sure you're going Elden Ring here out of the five, but where where does Digimon come into this because i'm sure it has to be your vote for best narrative for best narrative yeah 100 percent, dude um i mean if it was an option to, uh, it would including elden ring it would it would overtake everything that's here um uh, out of all the games that i've gotten to play this year whether they released this year or it was part of the challenge or just shit i wanted to do on my own um none of them left me uh, a sobbing mess the way that digimon survived did and I, I would have loved to have seen it there. I would have fucking lost my shit to have seen it there. Yeah. I, I would have loved to have seen it in any category at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but especially, especially best narrative. Because, um, I, I, I mean, obviously it's a visual novel. I think that's one of the biggest things. Uh, I mean, fuck, if you fuck up a narrative. I was about to novel, say. You kind of fuck up the whole goddamn game. <laughs> so, but yeah, really incredible fucking story. Especially, you know, and... That's another thing too, man. Like people, like, like Madison. Like when I was playing the game, and like she saw me just sobbing my fucking eyes out. She was like, "It's Digimon. How deep can it be?" And I was like, "Shut up, bitch. You don't know." Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, like, and it was for for something titled I. When Digimon Survive was coming out, we kind of got the tease. It was going to be like it was the story was going to be much darker than what the franchise is used to, just given the name alone. But I didn't expect to watch children fucking die. I didn't think that shit was going to happen. Didn't expect to watch a child get literally eaten. Uh, But it's it's a fucking wild ride. And I I need to do my new game plus playthrough. And I can't wait to play through that shit again. (sighs) 
fucking children getting eaten. Josh said something about it earlier. Now it's all I've thought about. Now I'm like, fuck. I just want to play Digimon Survive again, but I've got other shit to do. Yeah. Um, Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I guess let's move on to the... um, My favorite category. Yeah, the art direction. So this is something where I definitely do think that Horizon Forbidden West totally deserved uh, a, mm-hmm. a, a knock. I've been knocking on that game all fucking night, but it totally deserved to be in this category. This game is trash, but I'm glad it's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the uh, best art directions uh, you had: Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. Once again, I was very torn on this. Personally, I ended up voting for Stray. I, I just I think that the way that that game looks, not necessarily from a fidelity perspective, because obviously I think Horizon, God of War, and Elden Ring all have a better like fidelity to them. They look like AAA games, but Stray's art direction just absolutely stole the show for me. I, I think yep. that besides the story, that's the number one thing for me. Uh, coming out of Stray. Um, so it got my I, vote, and I, I haven't played enough sc- of Scorn yet to to really say that it didn't deserve there, but I will say that I liked the design uh, of, of what I played. So that was my thing with Scorn, is like, I didn't play a lot of the game, but I can say out of everything that's come out this year, it probably has the most unique art direction, and I... I don't like it at all. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a very disgusting and disturbing yep. looking game, dude. Yep. And it's like that's great for you that you made it work. It's not a game that I want to dive into and spend many hours with because Jesus Christ, if it's not the most macabre thing I have ever seen. <laughs> but congrats to them because I feel like they truly do belong in this category. Um, my vote went to Stray as well. Like Elden Ring looks beautiful. I love everything about it. Love the colors. Love how it pops. I love the world design. But Stray paired with um, the narrative and the art direction going in tandem with it, it made for an incredible experience. I love the dilapidated city with the popping neon colors. And I love branching out into the areas that uh, are not in the city and seeing how kind of overrun or disastrous they they may be. I think they really kind of captured this sealed away city vibe and still made it somehow feel kind of homey at the same time. I, I love every bit of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you guys guess who I voted for? Uh, Scorn. I did vote for Scorn. Oh. You're right. <laughs> I am very excited about Scorn. Uh, I have not gotten to play it yet. Uh, I have it downloaded. Uh, I've just, between fucking already putting f- over 40 hours on the Switch port of Persona 5 Royal and trying to Holy my challenge, shit. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Um, but everything about that game is, I, I, to me, it, it, it's fucking incredible. Uh, the graphics, the animations, the models, the textures, the sounds, everything about that shit is nuts. Uh, I mean, it is, it's pure visual horror and i'm i it looks very good to me i i love it i can't wait to dive into it 
Yeah, it's it's on Game this Pass. Like it's so gross, though, dude. The sounds that yeah. they make are disgusting. <laughs> I saw a comment on a YouTube trailer, and it was like, uh, "Cover yourself in warm spaghetti for full immersion while playing." Oh Jesus my Christ. god! The like, that's this, fucking and that's terrifying. True. Like reloading the gun really does sound like you're throwing around warm spaghetti. Ugh. It is a gross and gnarly fucking sound, but I, I'm honestly so is everything else about the fucking game. So it kind of fits. Yeah, it's gnarly, dude. Yep. Congrats to them. I might play that shit tonight, honestly. Do it. <laughs> no, go finish Final Fantasy. No. <laughs> he growled at me. <laughs> That's how I would have actually talked don't, to my dad. Don't growl at him. That's gross, Austin. You yeah, not on air. Bastard. <laughs> he said, oh, God. Kinky freak. So, um, next up, we had best score and music. Uh, I haven't played any of these games other than Elden Ring, but I voted for... I mean, I voted for Elden Ring because it was the only one that I had played. But Elden Ring's fucking music is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking totally yeah, deserves so a win I mean, there. <clears throat> I... I I do the boss music in any Soulsborne games always going to be so good but just from the moment this game starts to the moment it ends it that it opening menu music man yes uh, fucking uh, honestly it slaps man um I I will say this there are some other titles on here that I or there are titles in my game list this year that I wish could have made it on Stray was one of them like I really dig some of Stray's music um and Neon White deserves to be on this list. Um, that shit. I literally had the game on pause earlier today, just letting the music play. And Sabrina was like, is that a video game? And I was like, yeah. She was like, that's some of the most calming music I've heard in a while. And that's just one of the little facets of Neon White. They have different um, mm -hmm. different styles of music overall. But my God, dude, it absolutely slaps. And I wish it was on here. Um, because again, I see Xenoblade Chronicles three on here, and Austin, how is that music? It uh, think about every generic JRPG soundtrack you've ever heard, and it's just all of them thrown together. It's Great. boring, bland, so, does nothing new, shouldn't even fucking be here. So they just paid to have this spot, essentially. I mean, yeah, that's Nintendo wrote a check and said, "Hey, you know, it would be cool put Xenoblade three in here," and they said, "Okay." Trash game. What did you did you wind up voting for Elden Ring 2? Uh yeah, I think yeah, I did. I mean, it's the only other game on here I fucking played. Yeah. Uh Metal Hellslinger looks cool. I don't I haven't played it. It looks neat. Sounds neat. But yeah. Okay. Uh the next one is uh best audio design. We had uh Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, uh God of War Ragnarok. Gran Turismo 7 and Horizon Forbidden West. I went with Elden Ring again on this one. Um, <laughs> just the way the, the different like uh, sounds for weapons are designed with the way that uh, like uh, enemies are designed and the different grunts and stuff like that. I, I really, really think that Elden Ring has had some just absolutely excellent sound design. Um, that said, I, you, you could easily give this one to Modern Warfare 2. I think Modern Warfare 2 sounds incredible from like each gun has its own, like 
Yeah. That's something they excel at. Yeah, it really, mm. like, the say what you will about Call of Duty, oh, it's the same game every year, and stuff like that. But, like, the shooting mechanics and the sound design in the Call of Duties is fucking top-tier excellent every single game. Does not matter. Mm-hmm. So Agreed. I mean, even the little details, like feet running across the ground and you hear like your feet hitting glass or something like it's always there it's always immersive their gun sound is phenomenal i went elden ring this way too um like everything that you said and more like i love the boss sounds i love the um environmental sounds that i'm Mm -hmm. hearing especially like once you get up into the uh mountain of giants and or the fire whatever the firetop mountain that place was fucking awesome I do wonder how good Gran Turismo sound design was, though. I can't help but think that it would have been phenomenal. I wish I would have gotten a chance to play it. Yeah. I, I Car games, like racing games, that's another one that like I feel like sound design always excels at. Like, it has to be good, right? Yeah, because sure. you, who wants to play a game where your fucking car sounds like a Rocket League car? Yeah. Or sounds like a pissed off bumblebee. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or they all sound the exact same. It's like I'm yeah, driving a Ferrari, but it sounds like a fucking Chevrolet. Like, right? No. <laughs> no, thank you. Sounds like a 2006 Toyota Camry. Yeah. Where, right. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you feel like uh, Forbidden West falls into it? Uh, I think Forbidden West has uh, really good sound design. I. <sighs> I don't know. I nothing stands out to me the way that it did with Elden Ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I I don't think that it was bad. I I think that it was pretty good. But like, like I said, Elden Ring was just immediately. I was like, this sound is fucking incredible. So I don't know. I I didn't hate it. I I think that it could probably easily win the category, uh, but. I, I I personally don't think that uh, it holds a candle to Call of Duty or or uh, Elden Ring. So, I don't know. I'm going Modern Warfare on this one. Of course you are. <laughs> uh, moving on, the next... Next category is best performance. We've got uh, Ashley Birch for Horizon Forbidden West uh, as Aloy, I believe. Um, A Plague Tale Requiem, uh, Charlotte McBurney. Uh, I, f- I forget that girl's name, but she plays the main girl. Christopher Judge, God of War Ragnarok. He's um, Kratos, obviously. Uh, Man Engage, Immortality. Uh, and Sunny Sol- Soljik, I guess. Um, I believe that is Atreus in God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, um, I gave it to Ashley Birch because she's one of my favorite voice actresses, voice actors. Um, I did not play Forbidden West, but I will vote for her any day of the week. She is Tiny Tina. She is Aloy. She is Viper from Valorant. I, I love her so much. Yeah. Uh, Austin, d- ha- have you? I don't really have an opinion i'm gonna be honest okay i don't really care uh i went with uh man engage from immortality on this one it is a little bit more um of a a, an actual performance uh because it's you know it's a game that is 
um, how do I how do I describe this? It's a game that is uh, built around like live action um, and uh, so I think it maybe loses a little bit of 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 luster for some people, but she's excellent in this game like just she's so very 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 good that like i i couldn't think of anyone else i would have rather rather given it to personally um i don't know she she got my vote uh but i could easily see ashley perch i i could really see just about anybody winning this yeah mm-hmm all right. What was next? Uh, oh, next is games. games for Impact. Okay, so this I wanted to get into this uh, just just a little bit. I fucking do not understand what the fuck this category means. Uh, and there was a I, I posted this in the Discord. There was an article from Kotaku that kind of like was like the same thing where it was talking about um, how the the category is really kind of meaningless and that it really is more or less used to kind of like give a consolation prize to indie games that they don't want to consider for game of the year because only indie games are in this category. Like it's yep. been since... I think 2017 since a triple AAA, AAA game has been in the running for this category. And that was the last of us. And that's because uh, again, I think we said this, someone said this in the discord, this used to be kind of like a default. Like, do you have LGBTQ, uh, um, representation, representation? It, that's kind of what this category used to be. And now it's just kind of morphed into something that is extremely nebulous and doesn't really have a fucking meaning to it. And I'm, I, I hate that this is a, a category because I think I can't say anything about, uh, a memoir blue, Endling, Extinctionist Forever, Hindsight, or I Was a Teenage Exocolonist. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about those games, or at least a couple of them. Um, but I can say that Citizen Sleeper is going to be a game of the year contender, like a top two to three uh, in my rankings. And I think that it's kind of shitty that it's relegated to this category that has no meaning when it could have easily been a game of the year candidate. And if like if your or like if this isn't factoring into your game of the year stuff, then I I kind of don't understand why it's a category, if that makes sense. Like, just for instance, we have the art direction. We have just, you know, general game direction. We have, um, you know, sound design. We have a whole bunch of stuff, right, that is um, 
it, it tells, it, inf it informs what game of the year could be. Because if you notice, almost every single one of the game of the year nominees was nominated in all of those other categories as well. So yeah. to say that like, if this doesn't have a meaning, or like if this doesn't factor into the game of the year kind of like category, then why is it a why is it a category in the first place? Does that make sense? Like what I'm trying it to does. say. Yep. I didn't play any of these, man. Like when I saw the category, yeah, I've only even heard of Citizen Sleeper. Yeah, like I I voted, I gave it to Citizen Sleeper because of how highly you spoke of it. Mm -hmm. Um. But I, I had nothing for this. And it's like when I think of a, when I think of a thought-provoking game with like that pro-social meaning, I know it sounds stupid because, again, it's like, what does this even mean? But Stray would have been here for me. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I, I, and I, I think that that's kind of bullshit that it's not here, if I'm being honest. Yeah, because the, the message that Stray was trying to convey, what, I mean, of the, of the few that I picked up from it, overall it was a sense of like uh, there was a sense of hope that stray was trying to convey and it's like the power of being able to work together to achieve hope at any cost possible essentially like and just coming together with i'm not even going to say friends because they weren't friends they were just people we met along the way all fighting for the same goal and holy shit dude it was a story that in today's world it rang loudly to me um and it was just fucking incredible and i'm very sad that it's not on this yeah i am 100 percent right there with you i i kind of I, I don't know i don't know why it's missing i i kind of think that it's bullshit that it's missing yeah um but i also I, again i i gotta be like what the fuck does this mean? And if it yeah. doesn't, if it isn't something that you are factoring into your game of the year stuff, then why is it a category? It's a filler episode. A filler episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Citizen Sleeper fucking rules. You should all go play it. It's fucking uh, yeah. easily game of the year contender for me. Um, and uh, you should you should do it. You should do it for me. Do we care about this next category? Best ongoing? Yeah. I wouldn't say I care about it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I voted in it. I wouldn't say that it is something that I am, like... I uh, am, am very invested in, in ongoing games and things of right. that Right, I nature. mean, this is... Essentially, it's like... So, Best Ongoing had Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. This was, to me, vote for what you're still playing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Honestly. Um, I voted Apex Legends. I voted for uh, Final Fantasy 14. Just because the time that I got out of it compared to what I was expecting to get out of it and that's true and the well, you um, did put a lot of time in that game. yeah and I'm still not even done <sighs> yeah it, it went to that for me um, I, I could tell you a thousand reasons why but but it got my vote so 
I voted for Genshin Impact just because I don't care about any of the others. And I, I, I mean, I you, don't even care about Genshin. I've never played You it. care about anime titties, though. That's true. I do <laughs> care about that. Which is why it got the W for me. Well, Next one, though. Next best one. Best indie. Yeah, best indie. Um, we had Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu Stray, and Tunic. Uh, I was very, very torn between Stray and Cult of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. I've. I have to do Cult of the Lamb. I don't have any other choice. So for me, this is the hardest one because it was. Look, I've been pl- I've already recommended it to uh, Austin, and I've talked to you a little bit about it. Neon White. I wish I would have played earlier in the year and not waited until now to play it. But I am telling you. Justin Ruiz was very much right about this game. It is a banger. It is absolutely in the in my talks for game of the year. So when you put that up against Stray, which I absolutely adore, and Colts of the Lamb, which was a fantastically fun good time, this is the hardest category I had to vote in this year. Yeah. Yeah. This one sucked. I voted Stray. Because of the emotional attachment I had by the end of the game, especially when going into it, I wasn't really feeling it as much. That was my fault because I was just in a bad headspace when I went into playing it. But when I sat down and revisited Stray, easily one of the most memorable games I've played in the past uh, few years for sure. Um, that being said, Neon White would absolutely deserve it, and so would Cult of the Lamb. I did not play Sifu this year. I dabbled in Tunic a little bit, but ultimately wound up stopping, but I never got a chance to touch Sifu. Did either of you? Uh, yeah, it was not a game for me. Yeah. Oh, you actually did try it, though? No, no. I, I, oh, okay, I knew okay. That, like, <laughs> like, just off your radar. Yeah, I was like, this is not a game that I am going to enjoy playing. I need to not so I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had an incredibly hard time with this one. I, th- I really do think that what you're saying is correct about um, uh, the messaging behind Stray and and everything that was involved with that holding like special places. Uh, that game made me fucking sob at the end. Um, yes. And like, it's, yeah, it fucking excellent. But I will say I just by a hair ended up voting for Cult of the Lamb. And my reason being that Cult of the Lamb was a game that kept my attention maybe because it was longer, Mm -hmm. but it kept my attention longer longer than Stray did. I've probably th- thought more about Stray than I have. Yeah. Uh, That's what decided it for me because ultimately I did wind up spending more time with Cult of the Lamb. Um, there was more to do in terms of like the social sim aspect mm-hmm. or whatever and then just the whole roguelite bit of it and the boss fights mm-hmm. and stuff was a lot of fun. But when it comes to where my f- my mind and my heart revisited it was stray mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i i don't begrudge anybody for voting for stray stray is a fucking absolutely excellent game mm-hmm. so um yeah 
Seth and Austin, you said Cult of the Lamb. this one for me. Yeah. yeah, it it scratched an itch that I didn't know I really had. Um, I mean, it, it's... It, fuck, dude. The simplest way I can describe that game, it's a satanic animal crossing. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, like, it reminds me of the satanic little woodland creatures oh, from South Park. Yep. Jesus uh, Christ. It's, it's incredible. It kind of makes me want to go start a cult. Oh. Oh. You know, who knows? Anything's possible. Um, but super rad fucking game that I did not expect to even remotely enjoy. I mean, I enjoyed it so much that I played it nonstop to the point where I beat it in like a day and a half. Yeah. Um, I did not expect to fall in love with that game the way that I did. But, you know, maybe I didn't because I haven't played it since. So um, maybe I didn't fall in love with it that hard. Hon- honorable mention for me instead of Sifu would have been Nobody Saves the World. Yeah, yeah. I think that I've really liked playing that. Um, yes, Dreambox is a it. fucking great studio, man. Yep, they they did good work this year. I would have put that in here over Sifu, but I never played it, so that's that's just me. Mm. I don't think I played another indie that came out this year. To be honest, oh well, we're about to move into your most favorite uh, category. You ready? Yeah. Is it? Yep. Best mobile game. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I do want to say, uh, indie game, fucking Citizen Sleeper should have been here. Fucking garbage. Oh that yeah. Is not, but whatever. Oof. Big oof. Uh, mobile game. I Apex Legend, Diablo, Mortal Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, Tower of Fantasy. I didn't play. I don't really play a mobile game, so I I just voted for the one that I had heard about most recently, which was Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap. Yep. I voted Diablo Immortal because I actually wound up playing it this year, um, at least for a little bit, and it was fine. It is a very monetized Diablo, so there's that. But yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about Snap. Hell yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I guess I'm voting Genshin again because I don't really care about anything else. Uh, Master Duel would have been cool to see here. Uh, that's you know I mean that's the mobile game that's kept my attention the most this past year, uh, and I kind of feel like that's where that game shines is on mobile as opposed to other platforms. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I don't know. I guess I'm going Genshin again. I don't give a fuck about anything else that's here. <laughs> okay. Uh, best community support we had Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Uh, this one was a tough one for me because I feel like the team behind Final Fantasy 14 continuously gives like the best updates and they're always talking to their community. Uh, and I wanted to vote for that, but No Man's Sky I feel like does yep. it even better. And thank you. That's that's the that's the route I went. Same. Yeah. I voted for Hello Games one hundred percent. They consistently pour themselves into their community and I fucking love that. And now with the Switch support on top of it, it's fantastic that just more people have that opportunity to go and play it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Totally agreed. Um, next up, we had the innovation and accessibility. Uh, As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. Um, I went with The Quarry mainly because As Dusk Falls, I, I, I didn't think that there... I didn't think that the accessibility was just out of this world outstanding. Um, 
especially considering it's basically a visual novel. So I don't know mm-hmm. what you could do in terms of the accessibility settings that would like drastically change the gameplay. Uh, but you know, hey, whatever. Um, yeah. But I didn't play obviously Ragnarok or Return to Monkey Island. But um, The Last of Us Part One. I feel like they didn't add much different than the stuff that was in The Last of Us Part 2. And so because of that, I didn't really want to give it to that because The Last of Us Part 2 already won. So I ended up giving it to The Quarry. But you could tell me any of these fucking games and I would have been like, yep, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I don't I did not play any of the five, so my vote here doesn't even matter. I just voted for one to vote. I uh, gave it to yeah. the quarry, but I have nothing for any of these. I also voted for the quarry just because you said something about it. I don't fucking know. Oh. I don't have anything <laughs> related to any of these games. And it's kind of with the with the next topic as well. Like I I have yeah. nothing to do with it. Yeah, no. yeah. The next Not one kind of. was best VR and AR, obviously. I don't think any of us have a VR or AR. Nope. I ended up I did give it to Among Us because shit looks fun. Okay. I gave it to Moss because I've heard that Moss is excellent. The that first one. So, um, yeah, I didn't know anything about anything, so I just said, whatever. Let's give it to this little mouse game. L- little mouse game. Little, little mouse game. But the next topic, a category, whatever. Uh, so best action game we had Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Team NT, Shredder's Revenge. Uh, I believe you were going to say that uh, Team NT sucks and that Tani is an <laughs> idiot, right? <laughs> uh, verbatim actually took it right out of my mouth. Um, that's a stupid game and it's a stupid fandom to like and yep. just stop with your old oh, man shit. Wow. Stupid game for Jesus stupid babies. Christ. Yes. Um, that being said, that was all a joke. TMNT is... Dude, I used to get the VHS of the TMNT movies when I was a kid and just burned them. Burned through them, man. I love TMNT. That being said, I've not played this game. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? <laughs> yes. I genuinely have it, man. Um, I have seen it and everyone has raved about it and that's great, but I've yet to play it. Is it on the switch? Uh, yeah, yeah I've, I think it's on everything. Now that I have an OLED switch, I've been investing way more time into it. Like just handheld mode. Like I take it everywhere with me now and play it. It is a beautiful thing. Same. So I might be picking it up then in that case, just because I want more Isn't things to carry pass? along with me. Huh? Isn't it on Game Pass? It is on Game Pass. Oh, well, that's that. Never mind. Not spending money. It's free. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I will. Yeah, but sit if my... you buy it on the Switch, you can play it portably. Uh, thank you for buying it for me, Austin. I appreciate that. <laughs> that was good. Well, speaking um, of things portably, uh, so, so, well, real quick, TMNT got my, my vote just because um, I had not, at the time of voting, played through enough of the Call of Duty campaign to really give thoughts on it. Um, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, the multiplayer is real fun, but TMNT just scratched a, a, an itch that I didn't know that I needed. Scr- it, it scratched an itch that Scritched. I didn't know needed to be scratched, I guess, um, when 
it came out, and so it got my vote. Um, anyway, uh, I was setting yeah. you up because you've you've been playing a game on your Switch. Uh, just tell me know. about Neon White. I don't know how to okay. say words. So on Steam, I've been playing Neon White. <laughs> oh shit! You didn't even get it on the Switch. No, because I honestly, until Austin said something in his little, you know, Nintendo catalog over there, I had no idea it was even on Switch. Oh, yeah, it was on Switch and Steam, and that was it. <laughs> well, Nintendo catalog. <laughs> I really now... So here's the thing. I love it so much that I'm going to rebuy it on the Switch, just so I can have it portably. Um, okay. But I do thoroughly enjoy every bit of this game that i've played so far i'll talk about it more in depth in a little bit uh, when i get into what i've been doing recently but in terms of overall action games that i've played this year oh my god man this one takes the cake because it has a lot going on and i don't just mean in terms of like combat because the combat is kind of almost precision based like instead what you're doing is you're kind of speed platforming through these levels and you're trying to get through them as quick as possible while eliminating all the enemies while utilizing these different card power-ups that you have that will get you through the level faster it has a lot going on man and it absolutely knocked it out of the park for me in 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 a lot of different facets art direction sound design um soundtrack the action itself uh the fluidity of everything and how polished it feels Neon White did really, really good, and it's not being talked about enough this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's uh, it's it's a game that got on my on my radar because of uh, Justin, but I still have not had uh, enough yeah, time he, to play it. I whenever he was would he would always say something about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll get to it in the back of my head but my god dude i wish i would have gotten to it when he was actually talking about it because it, i i would like to have had more time with it before we're to where we're at now at the end of the year yeah yep for sure i, f- I feel that i understand that um yeah uh austin you said you're you're gonna vote for call of duty yeah probably i don't I don't have any experience with the rest of these. D- Dylan's really selling this neon white for me, though. You're doing a great job. It's it Good is job, worth it, friendo. You're welcome. I like to make people spend money. <laughs> Austin does too. That is true. He likes to make that himself spend money. Yep. Also that. You're right. Yep. Well, next, next we have uh, best action adventure. Uh, this one was easy. Very, very easy for me. Uh, nominees yes. were Plague Tale, Requiem, uh, God of War, um, Horizon, Stray, and Tunic. On go. Three, two, one, and go. Stray. 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 <laughs> <laughs> fucking easy. Easy fucking peasy. Easy Stray. Um, Austin, you still haven't finished it, right? No, I haven't. Yeah, you're a bad person. Um, or something. I don't know. Am I? Mm, probably, because you haven't finished straight. You're a, a good father. You're... Am I? You're something. Yes. <laughs> you you are a, a something or another. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, next up, we had Best Role Playing, and uh, this one was Elden Ring Live, uh, 
Live Alive? Live Alive. Uh, yeah. Pokemon Legends RCS Triangle Strategy and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, I, I didn't really hesitate, even though Triangle Strategy isn't here. Uh, I think that this is uh, very... Yeah, Pokemon for sure. Very uh, yeah. <laughs> easy choice here. Um, and it was Elden Ring, right? I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Elden Ring. I, for me, it was Elden Ring. If I if I would have gotten to it this year, it probably def, definitely would have been uh, Live Alive. That game looks fucking incredible. I just don't. I just don't have time. See, I had never even heard of it until this. If I'm being completely honest with you, I it was announced like super super early this year, and then I don't think it came out till like September or October. Weird. It's like um like a really retro style jrpg uh it's it i think it's kind of in the same sense as octopath travel i was about to say it looks like triangle strategy yeah, y- you have your separate different characters that kind of all have their own stories and then here each different character that you uh are able to pick up and play as uh are, like your story is set in a completely different time period from the others and and, and it all kind of intertwines and it all looks super super fucking interesting um, like there's one character that's like a cowboy in the Wild West. Uh, the other's uh, a ninja in feudal Japan. Uh, it, it looks really fucking interesting, and I wish I could have gotten to it this year. Uh, if I did, I probably would vote for that over Elden Ring. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, I I love old school JRPGs, but um, like I said, I, I didn't, I had no idea what the fuck this was, so. You should look into it. Do you like the Octopath? Yeah, you? I really like Octopath. Uh, really, yeah, you would fucking love everything that, that was um, that 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 team has put out. Like, I I don't know if they're the same ones who did Triangle Strategy and Bravely Default, but I, I do know that whoever is making those games has a very similar style to those. And yeah, I for sure. I fucking love I really those Bravely games. Those uh, Bravely. De- uh, default and Bravely Default 2 are just a- excellent games for me and if if it's the same studio sure. I I will have to give Live, a- Live Alive a-, a look because I fucking love those shits mm-hmm. yeah um, okay but moving on we have Best Fighting the Best Category uh, I I didn't play any of these games. Like, I didn't well, either. Should TMNT not have been on here? Or is it like fighting, fighting games? I think it's fighting. This is like fighting, fighting. fighting. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, I did not play any of these. But I did vote for JoJo just for Austin. Okay. Thanks. Well, this, You're so sweet. Um, I This is another case where I, I bought uh, All-Star Battle R. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Um, I really, really fucking want to. Uh, the original release was re- honestly really fucking iconic for, I guess, the fighting game community. Uh, and it remained really prevalent in big fighting game events for a really long time. And then when All-Star Battle R got announced, it was a it was a big deal in that scene because of how iconic of a game it was. But now, because uh, I'm pretty sure when the original All-Star Battle released, uh, they had only animated up to part three. Uh, so everyone else was just kind of just no names in the industry that they just grabbed to fill in a spot. 
Uh, but now with All-Star Battle R, we have the animations for uh, parts four through six. So now all of their characters are a little more accurately represented. And that's really fucking awesome, uh, especially in Jolene's case. I think Jolene's voice actress in the Japanese and the dub is absolutely fucking incredible. And uh, I'm super stoked to get to this. Hell yeah. Yeah, I have only... I, I, I have actually booted up one of these games, but I haven't fucking played any of them. And it was uh, Multiverses. And the reason that I stopped Multiverses was because... It requires you to like set up a like WB account and all this. I was like, I'm not fucking yeah. doing oh, this goddamn God. shit. Like, I'm not fucking doing this. You nope. can you can fuck all the way off with that. I installed it and then got to the start screen and was like, I'm never gonna play this, and I immediately uninstalled it. I respect that though. I've heard that it's <laughs> very like, good. No it's being here. Sounds cool. That's about it though. Yeah. It's moving on. Moving on. We've got uh, Best Family. Uh, I actually haven't played any of these games uh, except for Lego yes. Star Wars. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I didn't know what to vote for. Uh, but it wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna vote for Lego Star Wars because. You're actually kidding me, you son of a bitch! You voted for Kirby. I sure goddamn did. Yeah. You're fucking kidding me. You played Lego Star Wars. Yep, and and I fucking hated every fucking game. If that of game it. wins anything, I hate this. Austin, what did you vote for? Why do you hate Kirby so much? Kratos. Because he beat Kratos. Austin, what did you <laughs> vote for? You voted for Switch Sports. I did. Yeah, dude. Did you play it's iconic it? Iconic as hell. No. Oh. <laughs> it's a good thing. Next category. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord, what the fuck are we doing here? Oh, we don't know. Oh, best man. sim and strategy, Stardew Valley. Yeah, best sim and strategy. I, yeah, sure. I haven't played any of these games. Um, I voted for the one that I had heard the most about, which was the Mario Plus Rabbids. Um, oh. I voted for Victoria 3 because I like the name Victoria. Oh, okay. I've heard that okay. Two Point Campus is really fucking fun and really interesting to play, but... All of the Two Point games are really fun. Oh, I've never played any of them, ever. Yeah, there's like a hospital one. I think there's something else. The hospital one's fun. Yeah, I've... I've uh, I think... I'm trying to think if I had... Something... I... Two Point Hospital rings a very, very, like... Weird bell. Yeah. And, and yeah. I know that it's not just as simple as, like, oh, you've heard of this game before. I feel like I've, like, downloaded it or something. Probably. I think it's on Game Pass. Maybe that's it. Um, yeah. It is on Game Pass, actually, 100%. Okay. Well, that all said... Um, yeah, I've heard good things about Two Point Campus, but I have not played it, so I, I you know, whatever. Um, for Two Point's weird, man. Like, for some reason, Two Point Games, I don't know if Campus released on the Switch. I know that some of the previous releases, if there is more than just Hospital, there might be. I don't know. Uh, I know when Hospital released on Switch, it was, like, a hot commodity for whatever fucking reason. Like, everybody in all the, like, fucking collector groups and pages that I buy too much shit from uh, <laughs> everybody was raving about that fucking game for some reason 
Hmm. Interesting. And it's just weird. Like, why? Like, I, 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 I can't. I'm sure that these game like like campus and a hospital was fun, sure, but it wasn't like I'm not willing to pay two hundred dollars for a copy just to play it on the fucking switch. Yeah, that, that's for goddamn sure, and I don't know why anybody else was either. Well, they they really like their Sims on the switch, man. I guess so, man. <laughs> Uh, next one was best sports of racing, uh, F1 2022, FIFA 23, NBA 2K23, Gran Turismo, and Ali Ali World. Um, I've heard really, really excellent things about Ali Ali World, but the only one I played was mm-hmm. F1, so that's the one that got a vote. Um, I just voted GTA. Uh, I said GTA. <laughs> I voted for Gran Turismo just because I haven't played any of them, but FIFA for sure wasn't getting my vote, even though I'm a soccer fan. Um, that I, I I have n- I have nothing. Austin, what'd you vote for? I voted for Ali Ali World, just like Josh. I've heard really good things about it, and cute. I think it's a really cute looking game. Uh, next, next up was best multiplayer. We had multiverses, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare Two, Overwatch oh, Two, God. Splatoon Three. Fuck you. And Team NT. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Of course, I'm voting for Overwatch of the five. What else am I voting no, for? You didn't need to say that. Okay. Me I, I, I'm also voting Overwatch. Okay, because what else was I supposed to do here? Give it to Call of Duty? No. Uh, well, that's what Splatoon I did. Three. <laughs> well, of course you did. Yeah, I that's fine, though. You're actually playing the game. Yeah, I, it's it's fun as hell. Overwatch 2... <laughs> well, Call of Duty had its problems, um, but they weren't enough to take away from the experience. The problems with Overwatch 2 took away from the experience for me. Literally Only for three like three days. characters removed from the game. Yeah, well... Okay, there were more. Multiverses, <laughs> I, I, again, didn't even fucking bother because of the whole sign-up thing. Splatoon 3 I haven't played. And I was honestly baffled about Shredder's Revenge being included in this. I think you could make the... Uh, the case that it was like a um, uh, for the co-op or whatever but like yeah. I don't know why you would be playing that game co-op personally beat em yeah, up sort of always Maybe couch co-op yeah, uh, I think it is couch co-op but I also don't know anything so I mean I voted Overwatch 2 because yes it had a rocky start but where the game's at now is a lot of fun yeah, you're also um, a fan like boy. Like a lot of... Sh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> anyway, uh, content creator of the year. Um, I went Nibelian. Nibelian? I don't know. Just because he breaks news, which is cool. And I don't know any of the other people. Actually, I do know who... Ludwig or Ludwig yeah, is. Ludwig. Uh, but I I have I the things I have seen from him, I get the impression that he is a massive fucking twat. And uh I'm just I'm not about that life, so said I'm not about it. Yep, I clicked a random name because I don't give a shit about any of them. Oh my. Yep. Okay. I voted for Nebelian as well, just because his little icon is mob from Mob Psycho. Yep. There's it. also that. Uh, best debut indie Neon White Norco Stray Tunic and Vampire Survivors I actually have downloaded Norco and Vampire Survivors so I can kind of like test them out because they're on Game Pass 
uh, but I stray. I mean, I, yeah, I, stray got my vote. I mean, I've spoken a lot about it, but dude, I am going. It's. I feel like Neon White's going to be pushing on its heels soon. Like, I don't think it's going to hit the emotional levels that Stray has hit, but game's real damn good. I'm going to say that a lot this podcast. Yeah, you are. I'm also voting for Stray. Okay. Aww. I almost voted for Neon White just to toss Dale on a bone because he did so for JoJo, but... Uh, we can do that after the podcast. Stray, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we've only got two more categories to get through. Uh, we had Best Adaptation, uh, Arcane, Cyberpunk Edge Rudders, uh, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted. Um, obviously, I think it's going to come down to two votes for people. Yeah, but I don't know if people are really feeling Uncharted anymore. Like, I know everyone was... I'm joking. Here's my thing, I was man. about Have to you reach watched Arcane through yet? No. the computer screen. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't yet. Um... I, Austin, have you watched it yet? I have watched the first episode. Okay, same. Yeah, I've watched the first episode. Mm-hmm. I I have a hard problem with this category because I really don't think it's fair to put live-action adaptations and animated adaptations in the same category. Uh, admittedly, they probably did so just because there aren't really all that much of either, so it was kind of pointless to have them separated. But, like, I don't... I I don't want to say I feel like one is more challenging to pull off than the other. Oh, it is. Yeah, that just felt wrong to say. But like, I feel like I feel like pulling off a live action, a good live action adaptation, is much more difficult than pulling off a good animated adaptation. Yeah, I I don't know how anyone could debate you on that. To be honest with you, mainly because like one of the things I was, I mean, I'm going to get to with when I talk about Call of Duty here in a little bit, is graphics and video games have gotten to a point where they are hyper-realistic, but the things that you can do in video games, even with the hyper-realistic stuff, is way, way more unrealistic than you could ever pull off without CGI in a live-action game. 100%, yeah. You just, you can't do the same things. Animation is the go-to for video game adaptations in my mind because you can actually pull off what you're trying to pull off. And I... I, I think Edge Runners kind of proves it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, this is a hard one, man, because they did put the two together. And I... Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I think that movie deserves way more credit than it fucking gets. Um, as far as video games adaptation goes, I don't think that there is a single... No, you know what? No, fuck that. There, There is not a single live-action video game adaptation that does as good of a job as Sonic the Hedgehog 2 does. And I wish that movie gets get, got more credit than it deserves, but I feel like... I, I feel very compelled to still vote Edge Runners because it was just so... Like, it, even as far as... Uh, all the other anime I've watched this year, it is still absolutely the best anime to come out this year. I loved Arcane and Cyberpunk both. Like I think each one of them in their own storytelling rights went above and beyond. And they both created worlds that I cannot wait to see more of, assuming that they do. 
go further with cyberpunk um i loved every single character in that show i love the roller coaster that it took me through um ending was really a gut punch truly uncalled for um (laughs) how dare you make me feel things yeah don't make me feel things (laughs) it was a very beautiful story though that said i think arcane still edges out in front for me um the world building that went on these stories that were told i mean yeah we knew like if you know the game you know where jinx's story was going but like the villain silco like by the end of it holy shit man like you think edge runners is good and it truly truly is mm-hmm. but the stories that were told through arcane are just as good and the character building is phenomenal because you don't think that from point a to point b you're going to fill anything for some of these characters or you hate them for xyz reasons but by the end of it you are on the edge of your seat you want to see what happens next no one who comes on screen it's like oh god i i I need this part to get over with no every single person's story in arcane is is incredible and you get to follow jinx and caitlin and you know you get to see victor get to the point where he's this mad scientist in the coming seasons or whatever like you get to see all of this building up and it's so so good man like i Mm -hmm. I cannot wait to see what they do with Arcane because this just lays out a like this is one piece to a puzzle that I can't wait to see the final picture of. They're going to do so great with it and God man, I just loved every single bit of it. I I do want to finish Arcane. I I really I fuck, I might do that shit tonight actually cuz now I'm watching like clips of it on YouTube. Uh and that shit looks great. I feel like I, like, between Cyberpunk and Arcane, I feel like Arcane did not have to prove as much as Edge Runners did. You're right. Sense. Like, going into Edge Runners, the overall public opinion of Cyberpunk was not a very good one. Yeah, unless uh, you knew anime maybe, and you knew that Trigger's a fucking incredible studio. Exactly. You, you, yeah. A lot of people probably saw that announcement and just didn't even give two fucks. Yeah. But then Arcane, coming off of League of Legends, I mean, you either love that game or you fucking hate it. I personally fall in hate, but, like, it, it didn't have to... It didn't have to, to, to clear a name as hard as Edge Runners did. And Edge Runners did it good. I mean, look at fucking... What was it? I think uh, a week after the show aired, uh, there was, like, a 12 million player increase. Like, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Yep, I I agree with what Austin's saying. I I don't know that that necessarily factors in for me. Uh, I I don't mm-hmm. think that popularity uh, necessarily equals quality. I I no one hundred percent. I I'm not nece- I don't think I'm necessarily saying that just because it was a little more popular makes it uh, better. It's just I think that it. I, I think at least for a lot of people, me and me included, I think it saved it literally saved the game. It made me want to go back and actually play that fucking game. I still haven't, but I will eventually. <laughs> I mean they added content in for Edge Runners as well, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I saw that. Um everything Edge Runners did was great, man. Like it I 
it absolutely deserves to go toe to toe with Arcane, hundred percent. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'll say I'll say this. I I don't. I mean, you're allowed to do whatever you want in terms of like you know having your thoughts and and whatnot. But I will say this. I I do think the the criticism. Well, and I don't know if it was necessarily you criticizing edge runners, but like I do think that the thing that you said about arcane with like giving you characters to care about and 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 kind of um, how do I want to put this uh, characters that you may not have thought anything of at first and how you come to care about them and things like that. I think cyberpunk does that also. Um, it does. I would have never in a million years thought that, like, I would be saying anything about, um, shit, what is her name? Uh, she's named after a candy, I think. Fuck, what was her name? The the other, um, Netrunner that wasn't Lucy. Oh, Kiwi. Kiwi, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have never, <laughs> I would have never... When that when I first met all of those characters, been like I am going to have emotions based on this character because she was very just kind of I she, I don't want to say she was bland because I don't think that she was, but she would have never crossed my mind as someone who I was like I need to pay attention to this I need to have feelings about her and, and things of that nature and I ended up both hating and kind of like empathizing with her because in I mean we talked about this I think Kiwi I don't think she's deserving of the hate that a lot of people are giving Agreed. to her because she Agreed. thought that like her way out was through Faraday, and so she did what was right by her. But okay. I, I do think that she probably should have known that she was going to get fucked in the end, and maybe she shouldn't have teamed up with him. But you know, whatever. Well, I mean, she knew from the start that David installing the skeleton would almost immediately kill him. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. I, I, I'm just saying. I don't think that a lot, like a lot of people, just kind of see her as the bad guy because she fucked everyone no, over. Yeah, yeah, and I think no, that it's a, a little bit more nuanced than that. Yeah, there's more depth. It's more complicated than that, than that for sure. So I, I don't know. Uh, either way, it doesn't really matter. I, I think we we all know that we. I have only watched an episode of Arcane, and I can tell you that I think that it is, at the very least, very good. Um, so, you know, there's that. But Cyberpunk ended up getting my vote because, I mean, I... 100%. It was... Incredible. It's one of my top five favorite pieces of media that I've watched this year. Like, And yeah. that's, I think, saying something, considering... Yeah. No, I agree. You know... Uh, anyway, last cat. Last category, we have oh, this is an easy most one, anticipated games. I think that all of us have different all, yep. answers, <laughs> and they were all very easy for each of us. Yep, a hundred percent, dude. <laughs> so, so I mean, fucking. Well, uh, for the first couple 
fuck, dude. Probably the first 30 fucking episodes of this podcast are just me uh, jacking off Breath of the Wild. So <laughs> You're not wrong. It was like every episode you were like, I'm going to buy the I most expensive edition. The most expensive yeah. Version. Yep. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm just waiting now, baby. I'm just waiting on those pre-orders to go up. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, only a matter of time. My, my, they probably won't be anything good my my thing is like i feel like you need to buy the most expensive set for yourself and then go ahead and just buy one for madison too because you got to double down <laughs> at this point gotta do it no fucking way dude <laughs> did you see how high some of the additions of the first breath of the wild were going there is no goddamn way <laughs> you, you got to be a fan come on I'm pretty sure in Japan, I don't think we got it in America, but I'm pretty sure in Japan, they got like a fucking $600 collector's edition of that shit. Oh, sweet. That's I a lot of money. Twice. Um, here's the thing. Come out with an OLED Tears of the Kingdom Switch. Are we getting it? Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even think twice, dude. I don't give a fuck if that shit went for $800 on eBay. I'd still buy it. Yeah. I would not even think twice about it. Um, That's wild. Breath of the Wild is still, to me, one of the absolute best games available on Switch, and I uh, know yeah. that it's... I think it's uh, the fuck. definitive Switch game. A hundred percent. Like, if you yeah. buy a Switch and you don't buy Breath of the Wild, you should walk right back into the store you bought the Switch from, and either also buy Breath of the Wild or return the Switch. Or buy Neon White. I mean, it really... No, no, good. no. Oh, no. okay. Uh, irrelevant. Sorry. What? Is, is, it, is it irrelevant? <laughs> um, <laughs> but... I, I, I fuck, dude. Apparently, this is heresy, but I also still think Breath of the Wild is the best Zelda game. I don't give a fuck. I'll die on that shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I can follow you down that road, but it's good. But You're I don't have the nostalgia that, that I don't have the nostalgia <laughs> that a lot of people do for Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time and Oracle of Ages. Like I don't have that, so I think I think that's why it definitely is the best Zelda to me, but either way, regardless, I'm I'm so fucking excited. It looks so good. It it looks wonderful, and I, I just can't fucking wait. Yeah. Comes out in March, right? Uh, do they have a date on it? I didn't know that they had a date. Yeah, yeah it has a definitive it's date. It's March. Okay. It's March something. I think it's like March 29th or some shit. Okay. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Um, uh, May 12th. Sorry, it's the other M. Oh shit! Damn, I was way off. Yeah, I thought it was March too. I thought it was March. So sorry, Dylan. Yours is, is Hogwarts, right? Yeah, easily Hogwarts. Um, I want to be a wizard. For that. Do you want to be a it. wizard, Harry? I nope. I do not want to be a Harry wizard. I have never oh, seen a single movie or read a single book, and I am still oddly excited for Hogwarts. Yeah, it looks you cool, should. man. That game looks really it fucking does. cool. It looks super fun. And then I'm assuming... Well, actually, yours could have gone either way, to be honest. It could have been Resi 4. It could have been 16. Oh, it's 16. Yeah, I, I figured. I, I'm not Resi 4. trying to be a, 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 a dipshit, uh, even though I am a dipshit. Um, it is... I, I love Resident Evil, but, like, my... Final Fantasy is my fucking, like, my shit. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I am writing a fucking... I'm sure it's going to end up being close to two hour video about Final Fantasy and my love for 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 the series and um, 
kind of why I think that it has gone down a path that I can no longer follow. Yeah. Uh, but, but even with that said, like, it's, I, it's, it's why I love fucking video games. I think, like, if I'm, if I'm just being honest with you, I, Final Fantasy is one of the reasons that, that I still play video games. Um, I am just, I, I love them and it, it's, for me, it was, it, it was an easy choice. I was it, like 14 or, uh, 16, sorry. I don't know. There we go. Oh, well, I mean, so that's, that's that, that's the, um, Game Awards sort of preview. We didn't do the esports stuff because uh, no one cares about esports. Um, did you guys vote for any of those? I no. did, just to say I voted, but I don't know who the fuck I voted for outside of Faker. Uh, I don't even know that that's a real thing that you just said. Uh, all right. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm joking. Let's get we still have shit to talk about. Yeah, we still have uh, things. Um, all right, so uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the campaign. Um, I'm running through this because I, as much as I um, uh, as much as I really need to um, as as much as I really want to play other games, uh, I really need to. Um, I really need to uh, try to finish this challenge, right? So I am um, trying to get through this campaign to knock off the first-person shooter off the list, and then get to the last three games. Um, that said, uh, the campaign for this, I don't think is as good as, um, I don't think is as good as the 2018, um, Modern Warfare. I don't think that it is, um... As, uh, how do I want to phrase this? I don't think that it is doing anything that you haven't seen any of the other Call of Duties do before. I hate using that as a, um, as a sort of, I guess, uh, I don't, I don't know if I want to if I'm going to call it a cop-out answer, because I don't think that it is. My my biggest knock against this campaign is that it really, like, the 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 whole thing about, oh, Call of Duties are the same every year, like, I really do think that that is the case with this one. It just doesn't feel like it's doing anything new or innovative. I think that the villains are, are pretty... They're pretty stock. They feel like Call of Duty villains. I, I, I mean, it's just. I don't think that there, there's anything special here. I, I think that like. I think that it ends up being a, a, 
a game that's like it's fun. I I I don't I don't have any problems playing it, but it's it's not something that I would be recommending is as a like you need to be playing this campaign. I think that where this game really absolutely excels is in its multiplayer. I think that the multiplayer suite in this is incredibly fun. I think that it is kind of the saving grace of this game, if I'm being honest with you. I I, I kind of think that it does a bunch of really good stuff, and I don't think that like the campaign is necessarily one of them. I don't I don't think it's bad by any means, but it just it doesn't do anything that like would blow you away or do anything new or even hit on like story beats that are new. It is all just a bunch of like stuff that you have 100% seen before from a Call of Duty and it is stuff that like you're you're not going to be upset if you skip this um this entry i i i I don't think that anybody would be like oh man you really need to play this campaign it's it's not one of those games i don't know uh it's not bad it's i i i do want to put that out there i don't think that it's bad it's just that it is so un extraordinary that it becomes bland after after a while so i don't know play it don't play it whatever it's all right okay fuck you i can't wait to i'm i'm probably gonna pick it up either this week or next week okay I've been. Pl- I started. I re-downloaded Modern Warfare the other day and played it for way too fucking long. Before I was like, "Fuck, I might as well just go ahead and buy the second one." Yeah, you should. You should just do it. I should. I should. <laughs> All right. Uh, you have some updates. It says. I do. Um, I, I. This is kind of two things. The first one's going to be really fucking quick. Uh, I guess a little challenge update. Uh, I'm mostly saying it here because I'm going to be honest. I didn't think I'd make it this far. I didn't even think I'd make it any... I didn't think I'd make it past three or four. Uh, but here I am. I'm at nine. Uh, I finally beat Forza the other day. I was going to use Catherine as my puzzle game, but then I saw Donut County on Game Pass, and I've heard everyone rave about Donut County. Uh, so I finally gave it a shot, and I ended up finishing it in one sitting. Uh, for something so simple... That game was a lot of fucking fun. Um, I, I I I really want to go back and and replay it, but I don't really think there's anything I, like I don't think there's anything more I could do that I haven't already done. Um, I beat Forza so I could finally delete that 180 gig game off of my fucking hard drive, uh, so I can download some extra shit. That was another game that I uh, never in a million years did I think I would ever fucking sit down and finish. Uh, and it took me a little bit longer than I wanted it to because I'm a big old dummy and didn't know that I was doing a lot of things wrong the whole fucking time I was playing and I was actually just not making any fucking progress at all. Um, but I finally got it and I'm super glad I did. Now I just have Final Fantasy 7 and I've got like 24 hours left to put as much time into that as I can 
before my switch is completely taken for the next two weeks. Um, but speaking of switch, uh, I think the the game I've put the most time in in the last couple of weeks has been the Persona Five Royal Switch port. Um, nothing's new here. Nothing's added. I mean, I guess you get the DLC for free now with all, with the uh, the technical quote unquote remaster, as Atlas likes to call it, even though there's nothing new. Um, but I, I mean, I I don't think anybody was really concerned that this game wouldn't run very well on Switch, but like it it runs like it was made for the fucking Switch. Um, and I'm enjoying my time all over again. Some of the textures are not as clean. Um, some things are a little fuzzier and a little messier, but for the most part, it, it looks exactly the fucking same. And I'm just, I'm falling in love with this story all over again, dude. I, I've played, uh, a shit ton of JRPGs, especially really over the last two or three years. And I, I stand by the statement that I think Persona 5 is, is easily one of the best, the best that the genre has to offer. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to get through it again. I'm, like I said, I'm falling in love with these characters all fucking over again. Like, I, I don't know if maybe my first time or first few times, uh, playing through it, I didn't really pay as much attention to certain characters, social links that I didn't really care as much about, but I'm kind of making, making an effort to pay significantly more attention to every character's social link route and like it, it all of those emotions just hit me all over again. Um, especially when it comes to, uh, like, On. On's entire storyline is is really heartbreaking, but also really, really fucking wholesome and beautiful at the same time. Um, and it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. I've gushed about this game enough on this fucking podcast, but I felt like it deserved one more shot. Uh, I fucking love this shit, dude. Of course you do. That's crazy that you've dumped 40 hours in already. It seems like you only just yesterday picked up the game. I know. And when I when we went on that Savannah trip, uh, I mean, I played it the whole way down there. I played it the whole way back. I played it fucking all night long after everybody else went to sleep. I think I stayed up to like fucking four in the morning playing that shit. That is wild. Um, it just it, it captivated me all over again. Hell yeah. Good for you, and I man. can't wait for 3 and 4 to be ported. I can't wait to dive into that shit again, too. Even though it hasn't been that long. Jesus. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. Um, Dylan, do you want to talk to me about <laughs> Neon White? I do. Specifically to you. Okay. Um, no, specifically to everyone, because I really did let this game go completely under my radar. Like, I bought it early in the year, and then I never touched it. And that's unfortunate, because I've said it all throughout this episode, the game is really fantastic. Um, it picks up, and it has this... It's a very anime-style game. It really reminds me a lot of Persona, even though there's no like social interactions going on. Um, you pick up and you are this guy who I believe was in hell and he gets called up with a bunch of other, uh, spirits. They're called neons. Like if you're, 
getting called from hell to heaven um that's what you're labeled as and you have a color assigned to you neon white being the main protagonist here that we are playing against and essentially you're being called up to have a second chance at gaining a shot into heaven but in order to do so you are in a competition with all the other neons and your objective is to go out there and kill the most demons possible who are currently on the cusp of invading heaven. And you're doing this for God so you can go and have at least a year inside of his good graces before the competition comes around again and you're vying for your spot. So that's about as much as the plot that I have uncovered thus far. I'm still exploring different um I guess just different facets of the game. There is a social aspect, like there are characters that you have met. So your your main character is an amnesiac, like his his life beforehand he has forgotten, but all the players, not players, but all the characters that you're meeting, like Neon Red, Neon Yellow, Neon Violet, and Neon Green are people from your past, and you have a connection with them, but you don't know what yet. But as you progress, you are building up clues and trying to figure out what kind of person you were, um, kind of seems just from outside looking in that whoever you were in a past life wasn't really a good person, which is probably why you're in hell, right? Um, but outside of the story synopsis, man, the gameplay is so intoxicatingly fun. Um, it is, it, it is very much a first person shooter, but it's also like a speed platformer. You're doing levels as fast as you can in order to get ranked, you know, uh, with a medal, like a bronze, silver, gold, ace is what they're called. Um, the faster you go, all the enemies you kill, the better your rating. Um, and this, thank God, and there's a, just there's so much to talk about with this because I, I, I want to finish this thought process, but then I get on another one. It's just there's a lot of good to say about this game. So specifically with the combat, um, you are making your way through the levels and your basic default weapon is this katana. I have never really once used the katana outside of the tutorial because what you're doing is you're making your way through the levels and you are picking up these cards. The cards are, it can be like a handgun, an AR, a sniper, but you're not really in them for utilizing the weapons as much as you are their abilities. And those abilities help you get across the map a lot faster. The pistol has this elevate ability to where if you activate it, it gives you a double double jump in midair. Um, after you activate these abilities, the cards are gone. Um, the sniper gives you God Rush, which allows you to dash in a uh, horizontal line super far. And the AR gives you almost like, imagine a sticky grenade on the ground and it blows up and it'll launch you into the air. So you're utilizing all of these different mechanics in order to make your way through these levels and get the best times as you can. And there's like in each level, like they're called missions and you have, I think like 10 different parts to each mission. So I think there's 11 or 12 missions in the game. So you're getting like 120 levels of content to just speed run your way through. And it's awesome, man. I feel like it has a little bit of, I think it was called ghost runner. Is that the, is that the mm -hmm. game? You make sure the first person shooter. I'm pretty sure that's what ghost runner. Yes. The speed running, first-person shooter. Yeah, it feels a lot like that mixed with Persona, mixed with Mirror's Edge. Um, so it's fucking awesome, to say the least. And, man, I'm, I'm just... It's so good. And I love how self-aware the game is, right? Like, and all of the... Oh, my God. 
all of the references the game makes, like the neon yellow guy is this kind of, he's got this just really masculine personality, like he's calling everyone bro and stuff like that, right? So there's a part in the game where you're getting a mission and your mission is assigned by one of the angels, but the angels are not like feathery floating friends. They're cats. <laughs> They're fucking cartoon cats. And the game being as self-aware as it is, they want to address why they're cats, right? So at one point, Neon White is actually asking the guy that you the cat that you get the mission from, he's like, why are you a cartoon cat, dude? And the cat starts freaking out. He's like, oh, you humans, like your fickle brains can't handle what angels really look like so it just conveys whatever it wants to see you know and neon red's in there and she even sees it as a cat so you feel like it's normal and then neon yellow walks in and he was like yo white can you believe john cena's up here giving missions it's like what the fuck they just made a john cena reference out of nowhere shit cracked me up man and then at some point like neon yellow is talking to neon white about uh, their past life essentially and neon white's kind of like the dark and angsty one whereas neon yellow's the uppity one essentially and he's like yeah you're really the sasuke to my light it's like god damn now we got naruto references in this shit too it's just fun man the game is a lot of fun it's very self-aware the gameplay is addicting it's it's really fucking good and really underrated at this point in the year that it's not being talked about a little more Hell yeah. It's it was on my radar. I uh, I'll say that. I just I've, Yeah, I hope you have time to get to it by the end of the year, but if not, it's definitely a pick up and play sometime next year when you have time. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to I get into it here in just a second, but uh I'm trying to beat the challenge. <laughs> yeah. And I just I don't know when I'm going to have time for really much of anything other than challenge games if i'm being honest with you it's just yeah i feel you it's just eating up my time uh but it is on my radar and and hopefully i can get to it before uh game of the year because that would be i mean that would be a good thing to i think be able to speak on when it comes time for us to kind of start ranking those things um yeah so yeah, we'll, we'll. I'll see. I'll see if I can if I can make that happen. It probably won't happen, but you know, we see. We'll see. Um, yeah. So <sighs> I like Metroidvanias. I am a fan of the genre. I I I really tend to like them, just as a general rule. Um. That doesn't mean that I'm always able to to spend the time needed to kind of like get everything out of them. And so I was an idiot to make that one of my challenge games. <laughs> but here we are. Um, and so I have bounced around a couple of different games and I've finally landed on one that I think is going to stick for the Metroidvania category and that is um, uh, Ghost Song. Ghost Song is very much a game that is indebted to uh, Super Metroid. I I was going to say Metroid 2 but I was like, I know that's not right. Um, So 
it is indebted very, very much so to to Super Metroid. Um, it feels like a uh, I I don't want to say spiritual sequel, but it feels like it feels like a game that could have been made around that time, like '94, I think, is when it came out. So, somewhere in that in that time range, um, it feels like a Super Nintendo game in the best possible way. Um, it is. It looks stunning. Uh, I don't know that this is hand drawn animation, but it looks like it could potentially be that it is really really beautiful like very very easy on the eyes uh i don't know how else to describe it if i'm being completely honest with you uh it just is a truly stunning looking game in my opinion um that said uh it also has a uh i don't know how to describe it like, we all know how Metroidvanias are set up and stuff, right? So uh, we kind of know what we're getting into when it comes to, like, level design and, and things of that nature. And this one really does, like, hit the nail on the head of, like, this is a Metroidvania. This is how Metroidvanias are set up type game. Um, and I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with that. I think that it... it knows what it's going for and it nails that aesthetic. Um, it's it's very sad. I, I, I don't know any other way to describe it. But like, so you, there are characters that I have met that I am immediately thinking of or thinking to myself, oh, I... <laughs> can feel the hurt and the pain that is coming from these characters specifically. And I, I'm not saying that I like know what they're going through because I, I like don't, but like there are, there's that, there's that mixed with like the, the music of the game. The music just feels like melancholic and like it is almost like a, um, uh, maybe I don't know if Requiem would be the, the best word for it but like it feels very um, I don't want to keep saying sad but it's sorrowful um, and I'm just I don't know I'm really digging playing the game it's also very fun to play uh, it is incredibly hard, though. Well, I, I don't know. It has it has two different uh, difficulty settings, and the normal mode, I think, is incredibly hard. It's also entirely possible that I'm just getting old and I can't play these types of games anymore. Um, I, that is 100% possible. Um, so... Take that with a grain of salt, I guess, if you're not into Metroidvanias. Like, I played uh, and beat... Um, uh, what was the name of that fucking game from last year? Uh, Ender Lilies. 
Uh, I played and beat that and really enjoyed every second of my time with it. Um, but that game also took a lot out of me uh, in terms of like my what I am able to do as a player. Um, and uh, so just... I don't like I said. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, if if you're not very good at Metroidvanias or you find hard games uh, frustrating, um, you know, maybe don't get into this one. But I I I think that the atmosphere of this and what I have found to be the case of the characters more than makes up for any shortcomings that you may feel about it in terms of its genre and and you know things of that nature i i think that it 100 percent makes up for for that uh in my opinion you know um i'm not finished with it yet i i think i'm about halfway through uh, the the kind of like goal of the game and it's it's actually i i like kind of the way it's laid out where it's kind of a like in old older metroidvanias you would you know have obviously like you have to do this this is your goal this is the way that you're supposed to um get through the areas uh this is like the sort of path that you're meant to follow um this one doesn't really have that. It is more of a um, kind of like, I don't want to say choose your own adventure, but like you can go about it any real way that you that you want. Um, and I think that that's really refreshing. Uh, so that, that said, I, I think that I am, I think that I am about maybe 30 or 40 percent of the way through because uh, i am i'm on my way to finding the um the second uh piece of the ship that i'm supposed to find and i think there are four total i i could have that entirely wrong and i might just be making shit up um so i don't know we'll see um but yeah i think i'm about 30 or 40 percent of the way through um i'm really enjoying my time with it it is a very good game, in my opinion, and uh, if you like Metroidvanias, I, I would recommend that you play it. I saw it. It looked really good. I just I couldn't commit to a Metroidvania right now either. Yeah, that and that. What annoys me is that like, if I what I would really like to be playing other things. Not that I don't want to be playing Ghost Song, but it's like. I know that my time needs to be invested in this if I'm going to do the challenge, and I wish that I hadn't done a Metroidvania as one of my things because yeah. I could have just had a quick and easy thing to get through. But now I'm going to have to sink time into a game that like, I am enjoying, but also... I think that was mine for you. Uh, the category? Yeah. Oh, maybe. It was. That's my fault because I gave you Hollow Knight. Yep, yep. And I wanted, I wanted to get through Hollow Knight. I really did, but Hollow Knight, I hit a point where I was like, um, I don't think I'm going yeah, to beat this. Not easy. So, I don't know. It's, it's good stuff. I, I am enjoying it. So, hmm. 
Whether or not I beat the challenge is completely up in the air right now. <laughs> you can do it. So we'll see. Uh, but all right, yeah, let's uh, let's get our picks of the week out of here, and then we'll uh, we'll get going. Um, my pick of the week is a video from a channel called Some More News. Um, this is a channel that I have kind of uh kind of fallen down because of the more i guess political kind of stuff that i've been watching recently uh but it just kind of fell on my lap and i i've really enjoyed the videos they're they're pretty funny um <clears throat> but this one in particular is called uh warner brothers discovery and the new batch of mergers and, and <coughs> excuse me um and it kind of discusses what the implications are for that Warner Brother Discovery um, merger and kind of talks also about the uh, entire thing that is like corporate consolidation, something that we have talked about uh, a lot in the Discord with regards to um, the Microsoft and, and them buying everything sort of uh, state of affairs, I guess, over the last couple of um, you yeah. know, months or whatever. Um, and just talks about why that's a bad thing and how we can combat it and what our government is actually doing to combat it. And it's a, it's an entertaining and informative video. So uh, go check it out if you feel so inclined. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, my pick of the week this week is uh, an EP titled The Sick EP by a band called Beartooth. Um, I've been listening to this EP a lot over the last couple of days. Uh, I fucking... I, I'm not too crazy about this band now as much as I was back in the day when this came out in 2013. Uh, I've been a fan of this band since they only had one fucking song on YouTube. Um, and it's, it's a super incredible EP. It, it's very... Um, very raw i think i think most of it is pretty much just all one take and go um and the cool thing about not just this ep but every uh piece of beartooth music is the vocalist caleb shomo actually uh personally records everything from any uh uh piano melodies that need to be played to bass to both guitars to drums to vocals he records everything by himself uh, the entire rest of the band kind of only exists so they can so he can play this shit live um, but it's super 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 fucking talented dude I guess and band overall um, it's super super good EP good I, I'm, I'm not it's kind of weird listening back on it because when I did listen to this EP for the first time I was extremely religious and I would say probably half of this EP is also extremely religious this was kind of back when uh uh, peak metalcore was uh, uh, Christian was very Christian based uh, stuff like August Burns Red and, and For Today and all those other uh, Christian bands that people fucking hate now but they loved five years ago um, but it's a super good EP go check it out super good EP or don't, or don't. Uh, my pick of the week is from the same artist that I think I did last week her name is uh, Lissy she does a lot of covers I think last week I went with Night Moves. 
This week I'm going with another cover of a song from my favorite album of all time. Um, the song is Pursuit of Happiness, originally by Kid Cudi. Um, in her voice, in her soft tone, incredible song. Fucking love the cover. Um, it, it takes a lot for me to like a, a cover of a Cudi song, but this one is really good, so check it out. Hell yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, so with that said, that we need to uh, get out of here, I guess. Time to GTFO. Yep. So, as always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Pop, Hunting Pixels, and the Culture Pop family of content. <laughs> Culture Pop is available on Instagram at culture underscore bop and on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash culture bop. So, uh, you know, consider consider going over there and, and, and supporting us and, and what have you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I am personally available on the... Uh, on the... Twitters at the bebopman182 at um I'm on Instagram at bebopman182 and I'm on Twitch at the underscore bebopman. You can find Mr. Dizzle My Whistle at uh oh Twitter at omdizzytv on Instagram uh Twitch and YouTube all at omdizzy and we have uh the big papa himself. Uh, Austin is available on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok, all at Big Papa Plays. And last but not least, uh, if you like what we are doing here uh, and you want to support us, then uh, consider going to Patreon.com and uh, tossing us a pledge. We've got some really, really cool stuff going on over there. Um and I've, uh, I know I've said it before, but we are going to be changing up the perks with the coming of the new year. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's good stuff. Go, go check that out. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it. That should be the end of our show. So, um, until next time, goodbye. <laughs>